Hey everybody, it's Russ Story. Welcome to Your Money, Your Story. It's good to be here this morning. We're excited. We're going to talk a little bit about some current events, some things going on. We uh, we got a lot to talk to you about here this morning. We we uh, we want to hit it for you. There's uh, a few things going on in the world. Uh, the last week or so have been kind of chaotic. Folks have been worried a little bit about gasoline and the economy and things going on. I want to talk a little bit about Charlie Munger. If you know who he is, you probably do. If you're an investor or been doing this like I have, he wrote a book. It was pretty cool. It's called The Complete Investor. Today, we're going to talk about Hello, Charlie, What's Sassy, and Gas Prices and Plastic Bags. I know I'd go from rags to riches. If you would only say you care. Okay, let's talk about old Charlie here. Hello, Charlie, the complete investor. It's a great book. I recommend it. Um, Charlie Munger, he's uh, he's a really young guy. If you hadn't heard of him before, he's only ninety-seven. Okay, so he he's young, Hannah. Really, ninety-seven years young. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about him and Warren Buffett and some things going on. I, I, I'm curious if, if every, I want to make sure everybody knows who you're, they're dealing with. I'm Russ Story. I'm president of Story Wealth Management Group. We are a full service investment banking brokerage firm. We work with our clients. We consult. We're registered investment advisor representatives. We do, um, help our clients to, um, uh, to hopefully enjoy or get to the point where they can enjoy their retirement. We like to refer to retirement as that second childhood ex adult supervision. So hopefully um, if you're in a situation where we might can be of, of help, if you'd like to talk to us about uh, your 401k, maybe you've, you're about to leave your employer. Maybe you changed employers. That's something we do an awful lot of. Um, we help people with, with that. Um, we, uh, say you're, uh, you've inherited some money. There's some things going on and you just want to sit down and, and look at a good financial plan. Russ, I want to retire one day, but I'm not sure if I can. And if I do retire, I'm not sure how much I can take and how much I can spend, but a good income plan will help you to, to have, um, a, a better understanding of where you are and where you're going and give you a whole lot better better chance of being successful in those, um, in those, uh, retirement days. So we'll talk a little bit about old Charlie, Charlie, he wrote the book, the complete investor. I do recommend Charlie is an attorney. Um, he is the successor for Warren Buffett. I think at, at Berkshire Hathaway, that's kind of a, a funny thing, but uh, Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, Peter Lynch, there's a bunch of these guys who are, really just icons when it comes to the investment business and, and uh, investment management over the years. Um, Charlie's had some really great quotes over the years. And one of the things he said about recently about the cryptocurrencies, about Bitcoin and some of these other things, he said, I don't welcome, I don't welcome a currency that's useful to kidnappers, extortionists, and so forth. Okay. Now I kind of, kind of understand where he's coming from when he, when he's talking about that. And I think, the last week or so kind of, you know, kind of brings that into focus. He also said some other cool stuff. Charlie said, uh, 
The best thing a human being can do is to help another human being know more. So for you school teachers out there, Charlie thinks an awful lot of you, right? For you folks who are uh, teachers and and he he says uh, that's the best thing a human being can do. He also said uh, those that keep learning, keep rising in life. And I think that uh, most of my school teachers would certainly um, agree with that statement. And I certainly do as well. So I want to shift gears a little bit. And the backdrop of some of these icons, some of these um, giants when it comes to investment management over the years, and some of the folks that I've read their books, you know, Markowitz, Shapiro, Miller, um, to, to learn, to do, and to function, and hopefully provide my clients with, with uh, excellent service. Um, th- there's, there's some things that I've learned here in the last year or so, and I, I want to share some of this with you. A software as a service, we call it SaaS. That's what the industry calls it, the technology world, SaaS, S-A-A-S, software as a service. And that was introduced back in the 1960s. Uh, we had the the mainframe computers were beginning to, to rise as far as their usefulness and function. Early computing companies would sell the, the, the time, basically, on these massive mainframe uh, computer systems, and they would, uh, subs- you could subscribe for and use their uh, computation software for a fee. Software as a service. Okay, more recently, it, it, we've had um, the, what we call the rise of cloud based computing and storage. SaaS has grown dramatically through that. IBM, Microsoft, Oracle, Netflix, Google, Zoom. These are some familiar entities who charge a monthly or an annual subscription fee to access their software, or at least some part of it, right? Another lesser-known SaaS organization, SAAS, has been quietly growing its subscribers, too, in revenue since the the mid-20s, okay, mid-2020. This is when we kind of knew about these guys. In less than a year, uh, they've had explosive growth, made millions of dollars in profit, they provide a very specialized piece of software to a very select group. Potential clients for this outfit are vetted. They're interviewed before allowing to become paying customers. And these customers pay a fee for access to the group's specialized software. Now, hang with me now. When they launched their business, like most new enterprises, they issued a press statement. And they say, quote, We created our firm because we're looking for a specific product and could not find it. Now we have it, close quote. The release also made some guarantees, quote, support in case of problems and deletion of all uploaded data after payment. On May 6, 2021, one of the group's subscribers contacted Colonial Pipeline Company to negotiate a deal. Colonial operates the largest pipeline system for refined oil products in the United States. The Colonial Pipeline, two major pipes, it stretches about 5,500 miles from Houston, Texas, up into uh, New Jersey. And the lines are about three feet in diameter, I'm told. One's devoted to gasoline, and the other is dedicated to diesel, home heating oil, and jet fuel particularly. Colonial transport. Ports about 
of all the fuel consumed on the East Coast. All right, let me say that again. Colonial transports about 45% of all the fuel consumed on the East Coast. They serve more than 50 million people, seven airports, and the U.S. military. Okay, 50 million people depend on this particular energy source for some part of their activities of daily living. Okay, so this highly skilled, successful, very profitable enterprise is not a company. It's a criminal gang, right? It's a criminal enterprise, and they're based in Eastern Europe or Russia. We best we can tell. They're known as Dark Side. So Dark Side, their their uh, SAS is actually a RAS, R A A S, which is ransomware as a service. The gang subscribers identify a company they believe can be infected with a particular type of virus designed to control a network and lock it down before they can extort the target company for a quick and quiet profit. They don't want to attract a whole lot of attention. They just want to shut it down quietly and, and have the folks pay up and then they'll, they'll turn, turn the software, turn their systems back on again. Right. Give them the code or whatever they have to do. Colonial is transporting millions of gallons of gasoline, very highly explosive material. They decided to shut down the system once they had lost control, rightly so. Boy, that was a good thing to do. This forced a ransom attack to be anything but quiet. It actually ignited panic, a demand for gasoline in the southeast and east coast of the United States. Apparently, people were trying to, to fill anything they could with gasoline when they could find it there for a few days uh, on the east coast of the United States. Some people were trying to fill their gas, uh, fill up uh, um, uh, anything they could. Uh, they would use plastic bags as gasoline. And that prompted the uh, U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission to release a statement saying, hey, do not fill plastic bags with gasoline. Only approved containers, please, right? So this pipeline paid about $5 million in ransom, according to Bloomberg, before they could give their, you know, get, get a code so they could turn their, their pipeline back on and, and, and regain control, right? It was paid in what's called cryptocurrency. Okay, you see kind of what Munger was talking about when we started out. This cryptocurrency, uh, they had to pay them in that untraceable cryptocurrency uh, to regain control of the system in the pipeline. This gang released a series of press releases after this or apologies and then a closure. Basically, one of the things they said, and this is a quote, we are apolitical. We do not participate in geopolitics. Do not tie us with a defined government and look for other motives. Our goal is to make money and not uh, creating problems for society. They just want to make money. Another quote, a few hours ago, we lost access to the public part of our infrastructure. Okay, that was something else they said. Also, a few hours after the withdrawal of funds from the payment server, um, our clients were withdrawn to an unknown uh, address. So apparently that money was sent to, to an unknown address, and, of course, the, these, these extortionists uh, took off and, and made off apparently scot-free with the money. So, you know, I'm not sure these events and types of threats to our infrastructure, our economy, our national security will, will I'm sure, be met with, with more, um, 
uh, vigilant oversight. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of folks working real hard to to try to regulate and control these type of activity. Uh, Control of the money, which will likely spur attempts to regulate cryptocurrencies, I believe. I don't know the significance of those attempts, but there will certainly be consequences to this particular act. And the reality of the situation is this has been going on for quite a while. My understanding is at one time, I think the the water uh, company in Atlanta was uh, was breached and they paid a ransom to, to get released. I mean, there's just um, this is something that we believe that we at Story Wealth Management Group, with being good stewards of our of our clients' assets, we need to make sure that we're dialed in and in tune with things like this and learn more about these and how they can actually affect our clients. So much of our responsibility is to understand these events, and we're going to try to understand them at, at, a, at a deep level so that we you know, know how it can, can impact us ultimately. So let me know if you'd like to discuss SAS, RAS, approved fuel containers or anything else that might be on your mind. Again, this is Russ Story. Um, give me a call at uh, 912-384-0030. You can check us out on the web at storywealth.com, storywealth.com. Send me an email. I'll answer you. Our story at storywealth.com. Hey, don't put your gas in those plastic bags, right? You guys have a great uh, week and God bless.